You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. We should have did our little breathing technique, but whatever. You good to go? We can do that one. All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of the High Vibe Guys. You got your boy Big Booze right here. You got the Scholar standing taller than all others. <laughs> I saw <laughs> low blow early. That was a low blow. Hey. I'm talking about when you stand like on a uh, on the tree or something. I <laughs> Bay in the building. Asa oh. Nori Bay X Bay to the third power. The Q X. I got. I think they got all the letters. The last couple Bay. of episodes. Bay. Uh, and hey, baby, a kill with the terrible follow up. Thanks, a kill. <laughs> yeah, man. For leading us in with the court. Wait, no, it's great. It's great. We love it when you do it, man. Every gang, time gang. it gets sure. funnier every time you do it. Actually, yeah. I don't believe you. Just, whatever. Sure, my people say you the star of the show. Oh, uh, who are your people? Yeah. Gang, gang. Jason, my cousin, some coworkers. Oh my god, homies. All these yeah. people are dead to me now. Hey. <laughs> Unless it's somebody I like, Jason. Sure, I like they him. put you next. They put me last. Oh, okay, I don't. You're now I see is being uh, humble. This is what this is. I see, I told I said like on many cases, like <laughs> he's the king of like compliments. You know what I mean? And like they make you feel good too. It's like it's nice scarf, mother. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. What's my man's on that movie where they be like, "Yeah, have a nice day." You too, brother. Are they going back, back and forth? Like aggressive as hell. Yeah. yeah. We got to pull I hope that you one have an even better day, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your day ends pleasantly with Starburst. And yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a goofy little. Yeah. I rock, man. Anyway, it's good to be in the building today. I feel good. I don't know. I had a little protein last night, and I think the protein is helping my blood didn't we, cells. Didn't we talk about what protein is, bro? Uh, I had animal protein. How about that? All right, listeners, animal protein, all right? To each his own, Where'd man. you get it from? What was it? I cooked yesterday, man. Turkey, absolute turkey. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. ground turkey. Turkey's more indigenous here than chicken, so, you know, that's yeah. a power move. Yeah. Actually, you guys, I, I forgot all about You guys would be the ones, it, I'm not going to derail your show now, but at some point in time, I want to do a deep dive with you guys because I've been reading yeah. more and more about how soy is actually worse for the environment, it is than animals. And Man, soy is absolute trash. It's like absolute edible trash. It's like well, edible no, no, no. Like they're talking like soy tofu, like a bunch because it's because of the high amount of production that's involved, and yep. it actually causes more carbon emissions. More da da da, and you know it's all and most of it's made in Japan, and so it's got to get. Like I said, I don't want to do all your show, nope, but you I, ain't, I, at a, for yeah, a future Dave, episode, I would even, love to have that talk. Come on, man, we can do it. I was about <laughs> to say, Dave, you ain't even got to go into a deep dive because all three of us we're are all in violent agreement. Yeah, we all, <laughs> no, no. dude, soy tofu is trash. It. I've read articles where it digests worse than meat. It stays in your system longer than meat. Soy is trash. Like, and what Dave, made in a, a lab is, and what, is trash. And what he's speaking to in particular, that's in part like uh, the the country controversy around like Brazil. This is in part it because they are definitely clearing that land <laughs> for soy farms, right? Yep. Um, because it is so it's highly consumed throughout Asia, which is probably the largest. It is the largest population of, mm-hmm. of food consumers in the world. Big facts. So they're trying to appeal to that large group. Um, so soy is definitely detrimental to the environment because it is not um, a product that yields a lot of a lot of product at the end of the day. It's not like you get a huge crop of of uh, soy that goes a long way because it's a highly processed product as well. Yep. Um, so it is it's very detrimental to the environment at this point. And just like what the kill is saying too, like I agree. I'll never forget this one time. We have uh it's a soy nugget product that I like. Um, and it was free in abundance one day. So I ate it in abundance. I've never <laughs> ate that much soy in one sitting <laughs> in my life. And when I say I couldn't I couldn't drop one for two days, mm-hmm. I am not what lying. Drop one? What exactly? Did I, well, I went out of the way to, to be <laughs> discreet, to, <laughs> to not talk. Uh, look, it didn't come out of my mouth. Wait, that's weird. But uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I, I wholeheartedly get where you're coming from because so we, it, there are some some plants that like corn is another one that mm-hmm. we grow in abundance inside of America, mm-hmm. low nutritional value, yep. and uh, it's you filler. can turn it into it's everything. Filler. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's filler. Yeah. 
Yep. And like, uh, but it's because it was easy to grow in America. We grew, we grew it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And like, we have this abundance of corn, which is, and the corn farmers had all this influence in government for a long time. And they kept getting grant funding to help develop new products from the corn because the corn wasn't selling. Um, and look up, not to cut you off, I'm sorry. Sorry. Just look up, uh, products so made. Again, my brother. I'm so sorry, man. Just look up products made by corn, and it might just like completely shock you. Some of the stuff that they make, but they out of corn, and they were doing that in part though because corn did not have a market. Like it wasn't like people just wanted to eat. Like oh god, when I and they did it, but you know, like that's where you get corn flakes from. That's where you get all these other corn products because you got to figure out how to like flip the corn over and over and over because it's only gonna sell so many times. Capitalism one on one, baby. Capitalism one on one and and greed one on one. You know, knowing when uh you know enough is enough. But again, cut down the 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 farms and the forest and all this beautiful vegetation to plant soybeans. Which which has an ironic link to it though, because as they cut down the for, the, the the land, once they deforest Brazil, they find where these ancient civilizations had these plots of land. And they like looking like it's it's like mm. history is so the way we move is so weird. And then like mm. they're like talking speaking now about how like they realize like the Brazil nut was like a man made product most mm-hmm. likely. And like so as they cut down these the the trees, there's like yo, this is all like terraform. This is all this has all been modified by humans to produce these the, these unique plants. And which is probably speaks to why the diversity of life as far as plant goes inside the Brazilian rainforest is so diverse is because we had a hand in it. Whoever, whoever knows how long ago ago mm-hmm. had to create the soil yes. in order for the plants to yes. grow. That's crazy. What we do now, what we do now, but to think that they had the same concept, you know what I mean? Thousands of years, thousands ago. of years ago. Yeah. That's a, uh, I love the way you say soy too. Soy. I know, right? <laughs> and I had a whole bunch of soy. Who was that? Me? That's you. Yeah. But, it's one um, syllable. That's that's a, a, I'm, in, I'm from Arkansas. Einstein. It's words I don't Arkansas. pronounce correctly. Oh, God. All right. So that's an excellent segue into that uh, first subject because the soy, when given to young boys or given to young girls, it switches the hormones. So they start developing. The young boys start developing breasts and stuff by the time they're six, seven. The girls start developing producing hormones and start coming out looking like MMA fighters. You know what I'm saying? So is you um, you switching over the stigmas then inside the black community? Is that what we're going? That's a that's a underlining tone or effect on what we see today. You know, like a substantial chemical effect that we don't really pay attention to. That sounds like you're more so targeting like masculinity versus femininity and yeah some people like people you know it's, do what you want to do man people got free will but at the end of the day i think that they are based on scientific facts and evidence articles research documentation all the whole nine yards i think that there are some individuals whose decision making is highly influenced by the inside of their bodies specifically their hormones to the point where it's shifting their consciousness i think that is true of everybody you I think I, shoot my, my, my no no I'm I'm adding on I, I agree with you wholeheartedly that I think that's true that would be called a subtraction that's, that's adding on because I'm saying I think that's true what you're saying Jack let's get our mathematics together buddy <laughs> all right <laughs> so but, you have to say it kill and and what what do you, what us is going into would be like kind of one of our topics for today stigmas in the black community and I believe he's kind of speaking to, we're talking about soul, we're talking about like chemical imbalances in the body and all this other stuff and biochemical warfare. One of the things that I think, uh, we kind of touched on earlier with Akil, um, would be like the controversy surrounding D Wade choosing Pause. to allow his, uh, his child to choose his, his sex at the age he's at. And it, and it is a lot of like, it's a, it's, it's pulling up a lot of like, different energy around the topic, you know what I mean? And um it's definitely one that is like I think it's gonna be hard to explore because we live in a different day and age and just like this our current understanding of who we are, how we grow and evolve changes every day, every moment. The world is just like literally evolving every second with the with the with the knowledge we have in front of us. Mm-hmm. And um it's it's so 
I know you kind guys. Of, and kind of devolving at the same time. That's crazy, right? And kind of devolving at the same time. You know, technology makes you smarter and stupider all at the same time. Man, what? And uh, we kind of talked about that last time, but what are you guys' thoughts on this whole controversy around, and I guess this is also a news topic, but around D-Wade allowing his young child to choose their sex, to, to choose to, to identify as they want to at this point in their life. Agree, disagree, is it great to you? And you guys, Akil, you're the parents, so I guess, you too, Dave, I guess you guys are the parents in this room, so I guess you would have more insight. Me, to just be pure opinion, you know? What do you, what do you parents think? Um, man, parenting, man, is so, such a unique thing, bro. Like, you have to, at the same time, guide your child down a path that you intuitively think is right, as well as give them freedom to become who they are, like who are, who they're going to become, give them freedom to, you know, choose the type of person that they're going to become. Like for me personally, um, I have four kids and my 17 year old, my, my oldest daughter. Um, ah, oh man, I'm sorry. Um, I zoned out right there. Um, emotions. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm thinking about something right now, but, um, obviously for me, it's it's difficult because I don't want to I don't want to push my child down a certain. So path. so let's let's be let's, so my goddaughter Luna comes to you <laughs> at twelve years old, and this is very up in the air, and says, "Hey, daddy, I want to be a boy." What what's what's next? Was man, and you already seen the would, signs like she's like you know she's already dressing masculine. She already has there's the, hundred be- pushups a day. I believe that. <laughs> Shoulders big. I believe that there's big influences from the parents, so that may push the child towards a certain way or a certain lifestyle. So that being true, well, but at twelve, and I guess here's my question, and and because I, I think you're right, like you you lead your kid down a certain path, you're right? Um, to the, you know, and like you know, you you tell your kid, do not burn your hand on the stove, but you can't stop the kid from burning their hand on the stove if they're going to do it, they're going to do it. And I guess my question is, and, and this is the one that tends to get people riled up, and I don't understand why, is at 12, the hell do you know about sex and sexuality or gender identity or right. gender politics or any of that? Like, how do you know any of that shit? Like, I'm sorry, like at 12, you might just be a boy who enjoys things that are traditionally feminine in nature. Yeah. And that's fine. That doesn't mean you want to be a girl. That means that you're a guy who has varied interests, you know, or, you know, or vice versa. You know, I think that's it's it's a really heavy thing because and because and here's the and I guess here's the real kick in the teeth is you hear over and over and over again. And I hear this a lot from my friends in the black community, especially where we are hypersexualizing our youth. So then why are you ele- if that is true, then you should not be letting a 12 year old make those kind of decisions because they don't understand and they don't have fully formed opinions yet. And I, I, I agree. Nail on the head. And that's, uh, it's funny because Lil Boosie said that almost verbatim. Lil Boosie. Lil Boosie. Jermaine Boosie. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because Lil Boosie took it out of context and he thought, Oh, come on, man. They were cutting off his wee poop, you know. And, don't and, cut <laughs> off his yeah, What? And like Lil Boosie did a rant about like why cutting off his thing at that age. Oh, yeah. No. But he, Lil Boosie said what Dave said was, you don't even know what you're going to have for lunch the next day. You don't, even, you don't know nothing about life. And that's a, I agree to a, a huge extent. You don't know anything about life. I mean, you haven't even figured out Xbox or PS4 yet. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. <laughs> it, it, and it's like these things, like the fundamentals of life are still coming to you. And I guess the, so not, just speaking from the outside looking in, I see where the other what a lot of people are speaking to as far as like the pressure. If your child starts to identify with something, there's a lot of pressure from different communities in order to assimilate. So you don't offend somebody. You know what I mean? That's kind mm-hmm. of what a, a large part of the conversation is now is like. This community is going to be after you if you choose not to mm-hmm. allow your child to make to to make their own decision. And as unfortunate as, as that is, I think it has a lot of truth, and I think that it's probably impacting 
Dwayne Wade's thought process, live, being that he lives in Miami, which has a large, diverse community, mm-hmm. you know, like he doesn't want to be in that 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 bubble where it's like, yo, I made a decision for my child and this whole group of people who run the city are like <laughs> on my back now because I, I, you know, I told my child that, no, you can't. But and I but I agree. And I'm not again, I don't have children, but I've learned just from like having a puppy that you got to put restrictions in places. You kind of got to booze get, goes again, comparing this puppy to children. Hey, it's, it's, it's growth and development. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's, it's like training wheels. <laughs> <laughs> it excelled rate. So you, right mean now, you don't whoop your kids with newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't put kids in crates for. Oh wait, I forgot. So let me chime in here. So on one end, I see it like this: like if I'm coming to the earth, I'm speaking like more from a cosmic perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, your agenda, your soul purpose, or something. Mm-hmm. If I'm coming to the earth to be a race car driver, why the hell would I go to school to be? A chef or a, a, a nurse, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? And I'm speaking specifically at a bodysuit. Mm-hmm. You know, if, we, if I came down here with this instrument, mm-hmm. why oh, yeah, am yeah, I yeah, changing yeah. it up if that's what the mm-hmm. creator gave me? That's one end. And I, I, I grew up with that mindset. And then as I, uh, be, you know, began to get older and learn and study and observe and pay attention to these people who super dope, they just, you know, that's just their personal choice. I learned... <clears throat> That, you know, in society, we got all these influences. And this particular day and time, you got so many, you hear all the time, niggas ain't, ain't, men ain't nothing, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Where do you want these women to go who, you know, don't have these men with some backbones in them to, you know, be there for them or balance them out? They going to go to each other. So we can't be mad and vice versa. You know, if the if the young ladies grew up in houses trying to be independent women and blah, blah, blah. And then what do you expect that young boy to do who not cool or lonely, et cetera? He about to, you know, take the easy, the path, the least resistance. I I get it. Like, I I, want to make sure and I guess I want to make sure that I'm that I'm clear in in my distinction about what I'm saying here. Like gender dysphoria, the true technical thing is a very real thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's there. There is a mental condition. It's out there. Gender dysphoria is a very real thing. But at 12 yeah. – I'm speaking to like 20 yeah. college students when, so, I'm, when I'm giving my yeah. feedback, not so, the young ones. Yeah, so, sure. but, but I look at it like – so a 12-year-old to me – like, okay, so like you know, my daughter's 12, my son's 10. <laughs> if my daughter came to me and said, hey, I think I'm a, a boy or you know, my son, hey, I think I'm a girl. Like I would almost take that in the same stride as three days ago when he walked up to me wearing his Spider-Man outfit and said, I'm Spider-Man, <laughs> yeah. you know, or yeah. when he throws, he comes up and he does, rah, I'm a T-Rex. Yeah. I, eh. Like, okay, that's your vibe today. Cool. Um, I, I do. I just, I find it very, very hard to, cause I, and I do, I think I, I agree with you that I think, you know, social media and influence and pressure probably had at least some to do with his position on this whole thing. And I, I like you said the Spider-Man thing because like as a parent, you will understand that your child trying to be Spider-Man at 12 years old is just him using his imagination mm-hmm. and not necessarily understanding. But in his head, he, he really, really thinks Spider-Man. he's Spider-Man and going for it. Uh-huh. Awesome. But, you treat but it's going to last an hour. And, and, and also <laughs> you wouldn't feel the pressure to support saying, yeah, you're Spider-Man. Yep. You know what I mean? Because you under you as the parent would like recognize that like, He's just going through a, a phase yep. as a child, whereas when it's the thing that comes up about sex, you got this community on your back. If your child speaks out in public about, you know, how he feels, then it's like, oh, now I feel pressured to support him, you know, saying that he's Spider-Man because the Spider-Man collective is on my back. And yeah, well, that, was, that was your first problem <laughs> is don't let your 12-year-old speak out in public. Take <laughs> <laughs> facts. And, um... I like this topic because I think it goes to the next part of the stigmas that we kind of w- want to touch on, which is like mental health in the black community. And I think this is in part why this is such a big or such a like convoluted topic, because mental health and how we've addressed it in the black community has been very non-existent for the most part. You know, um, Akil was just telling me about, you know, some things he read about with uh, as far as like PTSD inside the black community. Mm-hmm. Um but there are all these different things that our community kind of like never really address. You know, like it's literally 500 years of oppression that was never really fully addressed inside the community. 
And I think all those different things kind of combined and it's like mental health crisis where we don't know where to begin and uh, and to dig in. And I got and so cool. many layers. And it's, it's lots of layers, man. And um, it's funny because I, I get this real quick story. It's an older sister that I know. I'm a, I saw my personal therapist out in public. And like, you know, I love my therapist. You know, she's one of my, I, that's my dog. She, she helps me get through. And I was like, yo, everybody, there goes my therapist. And I said, like, really loud. And, like, my therapist was like, stop that. And I was like, nah, nah, I love you, girl. I love you. <laughs> right? Just joking. And then this older sister comes to me and she's like, stop that, stop that. They going to think you crazy. And yep. I was like, what? I was like, yep. oh, I want y'all to get some of this healing. I want y'all to be going. Shoot. If it but what's was- the, what, what was the, the underlying part of that story, too? She had a therapist. The, the oh woman, yeah, yeah. The, she has a therapist. Yeah, and the older woman actually had a therapist. Was was, was funny. So she's trying to hide the fact that she sees a therapist because there is a stigma. Yeah. To you crazy if you seeing a therapist. If you seeing a therapist, you crazy. You uh, weak. You weak willed. You are not mentally strong. You are not morally strong. Like, what are you going for? We. You, what do you need a therapist for? You can't and, handle it on your own. Exactly. And in our community, uh, no, you can't always handle shit. You, you can't, can't always you know. handle shit on your own. But in our community, you have generations and generations that have gone through like straight atrocities. Right. Um, 50, 60 years ago, walking down the street, you could lose your life for just being, you know what I'm saying? Like just being, just, just being alive. So having, your parents gone through that, and then previously their parents going through even worse, you know what I'm saying, conditions and going further, further back. Mm. In a lot of people's minds, and I felt this way for a really long time, who am I to, you know what I'm saying, be freaking out about my little everyday stressors or my my mom had to mm, yeah. go to school where they were sick dogs on her. Yeah. She went to the same church that the little girls that got bombed in the church uh, in Alabama in the 60s. She went to that church. Mm-hmm. So that plays a part. That plays a major part. Excuse me. That plays a major part in how we handle stress, mental health in the black community. But it's, I mean, like, I guess it's just so weird because with so many issues, it's like, when I really, I had a friend who, who who's a, shout out to Tyrell Boyston, who's a counselor at a local elementary school, one of my best friends in the world. Love you, bro. He uh, actually was the one that suggested that I, uh, he didn't even suggest it. He was telling me about how he was changed. Actually, I asked how he grew because i known Tyrell a long time and I've known his wife as long as I've known him. And I've seen it change in him over the years. And, like, I know Tyrell, you know, really well. And I was like, how did you get to that place you at, man? Like, because you're different, you know? And he was like, you know, I go to therapy. I had to. And um, I remember it was, like, seeing that change inside of him that said, damn, you know, shit. How do I get to that space where I got that same level of kind where I got that growth? Because, like, you can grow in a lot of different ways. But, like, mentally growing out of your own issues was difficult. And, like, once I realized that, like, it was a, a real clean-cut path to, like, changing, and, like, I said, man, I got to give it a try. And But I be I had to I had to make myself do it because it wasn't easy to pick up the phone mm-hmm. and make that call and to set up the appointment. And, like, your first several episodes, several uh, fer- several sessions with a therapist, I told, I just kept going in and saying, you know what, I just want to be myself. Like, I just don't want to eat as many Frosted Flakes in the morning. <laughs> I'm really perfect for the most part. <laughs> You know, I don't want to have, I want to have one bowl, not two. And I want it to be soy milk. I want it to be nut milk. Wait, y'all know what I'm trying to say. I don't want it to be a milk alternative. Nut milk alternative. Yeah, what he so, said the other day, nut juice. Nut juice. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have sold nowhere. And, uh, but, but it took, it was like, I remember my fifth or sixth, like, session with her. I was like, man, I just got to say this. You know what I mean? Like, and I put it out there. And it's one of the things that, like, and I always tell people, like, you got things inside your brain that you don't tell your closest friends, you don't tell your partners, you don't tell your your children, you don't tell your mother, you don't tell anybody. And, like, 
That's what the therapist was there for. You know what I mean? That's what I realized that day. I said, I got to tell. I got it. This is what I'm here for, to tell her this thing. Mm-hmm. And I told her, and it was like, all this, all this just came off my chest and like all this weight, this is that I've been hiding. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I, I, I feel for anybody who don't take advantage of that. You know what I mean? Because it's somebody there to help you take that, that, that weight off your shoulders. And that's what the damn therapist was and is. And, you know, I, I was fortunate and I don't have like, you know, I didn't, I wasn't molested. I didn't have a lot of things happen to me so, that was so traumatic. That, you know, I really felt like if I didn't have a therapist, I was going to be able to move forward. But to imagine to live in a world where you, you know, you got all these crazy things to go on when mm-hmm. you're children, when you're a child, and to not feel comfortable to go to somebody to 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 let that stuff go is just crazy. And that's how our community is, is structured, though. Like, you're considered crazy if you go to get over these particular issues and don't handle it on your own. That's crazy. That's crazy within itself it is crazy it is crazy but um how do you think you got how do you think we guys how do you think we got here where like if you go to talk to somebody about your issues then you're considered crazy i think it not being addressed and just you know swept under the door for so long you know and then when like we take a look at it as society is just so abstract and so abnormal to what's really going on we just brush it away Mm. and don't treat it as a part of you know the people's issues. Think, we uh, still got this standard, you know, say, look at the stereotype. You're the guy. Yeah. You're oh, supposed yeah. to be strong. Yep. Yeah. Whether it's to your friends, yeah. to your woman, mm-hmm. to yep. your whatever else. You're not supposed to need that. Yep. Yep. So society is pushing you to, to play a role. Which is something we kind of also said we wanted to touch on today was just uh, the, the topic of like, in particular, uh, masculinity. And I also had a whole lot of thoughts on that when we talked about it initially as far as the stigmas associated with masculinity in the community. That's a hard one because um, I have, like, firsthand experience. I have uh, someone who's really close to me, really, 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 really close to me, like almost like a little sister to me. She grew up like my little sister. And she's dealt with both issues with herself as a person identifying you know whether or not she uh was attracted to males or females and also her mental health so it's hard for me like when we first addressed the masculinity femininity i kind of stammered because it's kind of hard for me because i saw her grow you know like she she was in my mother's house for her first 19 years of her life. So she was literally like my little sister and a lot of things that went on around her, the relationship she had with her father, mm-hmm. the things that she saw from her parents, their interaction was like really toxic. And I think that played a really big part in both aspects of her life. Like I know that she gravitated towards women because she saw how her father and how I interacted with women. How do you how do you guys define toxic masculinity? Whoa, look at you with the the little buzzword. That's right. that's like a big buzzword going on right now. Toxic masculinity. Uh I see you wanna take that one first. Um the first thing that came to mind was it becomes toxic whenever we begin to interfere with if it's accepted and desired, okay, do do your thing, you know, if you're all up in somebody's space. But if you start disturbing other people's electromagnetic fields and personal spaces and all of that, you got to check yourself. Mm-hmm. You got your own, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a form of disease in itself inside the individual. You know, those are people that may need help because they got issues in their own where they, have, they feel the need to reach out to feel wholesome or something like that, you know. But I think that's, that needs to go on a disease list. I think mm, toxic you know, versus looking at them like a bad guy. They right. need help too. A lot Facts. of the bad guys need help. Facts. You know, you see that on the movies. Yeah, and think about uh, how their upbringing was. Yeah. You know, but um, I think the toxic masculinity, uh, you know what I'm saying, wave that we're seeing in social media and uh, the news and all that was birthed out of the Page, the the like destruction of the patriarchal ways mm. and 
it it just was real easy to piggyback with the not saying the Me Too stuff wasn't valid because a lot of that stuff came out. But it was like, you know, once a movement or something hits social media, it becomes like a fad now. Yeah. yeah. And I think the toxic mas- masculinity was birthed out of the whole patriarchal society that collapse. we've been living in. right? Yeah, because right. that's that's happening right now. On a, on a major scale, and it's been happening. You know, the toxic mas- toxic masculinity is a part of, you know, the past two thousand years of history. You know what I mean? It was it was part of like common culture on like television shows for a husband to like get upset with his wife and just like haul off and slap her. Yeah, you can't do that nowadays, man. It would be like uproar. You know what I'm saying? Like that that was just like a part of society. That was. An undercurrent of society. The husband goes to work. The wife stays at home with the kids. She does what she's told, quote unquote. And that that was that was how households were ran 60, 70 years ago. And I kind of like what Asa said, too. Like, it's a forced facade. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you're you. And then the toxic masculinity is like uh, this layer of armor that some people wear in order to... Uh, Distinguish themselves, you know what I mean, in order to 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 show like a like a knight, you know what I mean, like you know I'm a normal person, but let me put on my extra masculine facade <laughs> to show you that I'm a knight, to show you that I'm I'm that dude, that I'm a thug, that I'm whatever it is. And I think you know in our community, man, it, it, I, it's so important to speak to it because I'm gonna speak personally as a black man. I already feel like there are a lot of things, or a lot of images that represent me that I don't ask for and then when you play into them even if you're not trying to play into them at times they wind up holding you back you know what I mean and I Asa what's up stop coughing man (laughs) clearing his throat Asa the plant based guy had some soy nuggets last night (laughs) never (laughs) boy violently I did have a vegan nacho burger right there like two three days who'd you get that from Man, the the one stop shop, man. Mad creates. Mad creates. Chef Alley. Mad created yeah. it. And uh, how do you find her on IG? Maybe. Uh, I think it's Mad created it on Instagram. I'm gonna pull it up real quick. Pull it up real yeah. quick. Dave yeah. looks very skeptical right now. Of this vegan. Dave is skeptical. <laughs> 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 he yeah. he whispered it to him again. Vegan crunch wrap. Hey, oh, I just showed her a picture. I was like, "Yeah, it's mad creative." He said, "Stop, on stop appropriating meat terms." Well, right. So, cultural <laughs> appropriation. That's what. It is. All right. For anybody in the Detroit area who's interested in, if you like what you like, and you just be like, "Oh, they don't got what I like at the vegan places," this sister can literally take your dream or your favorite meal and transform it and make it vegan. The same as these guys in the room. They just being humble. But this is what I had yesterday. Mad Booze created is never it. humble. But man, Wolves has the right not to be humble at times because he'd be coming with some premier ish. But Big her facts. Instagram is M A G C R E A T E D I T. Mag created it. M A G created it. That's the Instagram. Bong bong. Yes, sir. But back to these stigmas. Back yeah. to this. And I, I guess uh, I bring up toxic masculinity because as black men, I feel like that really impacts us. I feel like. Uh, I gave I gave an example the other day. I got a good friend of mine. She's a white lady, and she goes around. She called everybody bitches and shit like that, right? Yeah, I know what you talking about, right? And I told her a long time ago, stop calling me that shit because it ain't funny to me. And like, it's not funny in two ways. One, like, I'm from a community where like, it's good for me to be humble and to not let little things, not to be able to react to things. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't have triggers. Like, like this shouldn't be a trigger for me anyway. But the other thing, it was two other things. One, you know, she called you a bitch, called you a bitch, called you a bitch jokingly, and then they get mad at you and call you a bitch. It's like, hold up, hold up. Wait a it's minute. The, it's Wait the wrong minute. context to be calling me a bitch today because <laughs> I'm mad right now already. You mad. You really mean that I'm a bitch right now. It's the difference. But then the other thing was, and I told I told uh, uh, a friend, I was like, it bothers me at times because I can't do that. I can't go around and jokingly call other men bitches. I can't go around and jokingly call women bitches. And I was like, I know 
she doesn't see it, but that's a white privilege that I never get to have. I never get to jokingly call everybody in this environment a bitch and to be considered funny because I'm a black man. If I do that same thing, it's a threat. Right. And that's the, that's the issues that I have. Like, and that's what like with masculinity, like I, we got to battle, like, cause we got these big, it's a big difference in how we're perceived in society, whether you want it or not. And like, I'm not going out of the way to change anybody's perception. I'm not going to be overly courteous. I'm not smiling when I don't want to smile. The same things I tell a woman. I'm not, don't do any of that. Be you. At the same time, man, don't, I hate when that double standard is thrown in my face. You know what I mean? And I, like, I don't think my friend will ever get that, that double standard. Like, that's why it bothers me because I can't do the same shit you can do because it's seen as a joke and funny when you do it. But when I do it, if it's, even if it's a joking thing, because it's coming from my mouth and I'm built like this. I'm six foot one. I'm 280, 300, whatever. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> pull up to the dojo. Pull up to the, uh, and, but, and I guess that's like the, my issues with like some of the, the stigmas that are associated with us as far as that masculinity goes. Because even when you just try to be a nice guy, we, I mean, the kill kind of talked about this. If you walk into midtown Detroit now, right, and you meet, and it's, uh, can't think of the name of that event that they have during the holiday, during, during, uh, Christmas time. Noel night? Noel night. If I'm walking down the street during Noel night and I'm always in Midtown, I got to change how I walk down the street because it's all these people coming from the suburbs to be inside the city. And now I, now, now I got to no, make them feel comfortable. No, 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 you don't. Please, in fact, please don't. Let, let, let them know. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but that's. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, yeah. but you, and, yeah. And it's more of a feel. You know, there's more, there's more of how you feel when mm-hmm. you want to enter different spaces, when you want to go to different restaurants, when you want to be in, and, you know, when you want to just be out and enjoy life like everybody else has, and you realize that, like, damn, I, I got this perception of who I am, but, you know, as I sit down without any words coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what, like, the stigmas, in my opinion, like, piss me the fuck off. Where I feel like you know I got a the, the impact in me being my me being me you know, um, that's called uh, microaggressions. When people are kind of giving you like a did like you learn you just, that at Cast Tech? He looked it up right before he said <laughs> big, he big googled fa- it. Big facts, <laughs> big facts. I was reading a story <laughs> about mental health stigmas. You know that's and called was, micro. Last night I was reading no, a story on uh, um, post traumatic stress disorder in the black community being the equivalent to what happens to soldiers in war. Mm. And it was a study done. And you got to think like, duh, once you break it down and think about it, think uh, in some inner city neighborhood, there's gangs and gangs, thousands and thousands of young kids who have seen murder firsthand. Mm. Like, And it's normal to them in some And areas. it's normal, it's the, right? Yeah. But you have to compartmentalize that somewhere. You got to you can't just live with that at the front of your brain every day. Like you, you drive yourself crazy. That's a form of post-traumatic mm-hmm. stress disorder and dealing with it. Oh, no, nah. I'm going to throw that back there. Uh-huh. I didn't see John, who I grew up with, get murdered at 12 years old on his bike. And if you keep throwing stuff in that room, eventually a little stench going to come out the room. Yeah. You're going to have to go in yes. and clean it up. Yes. Yes. Facts. But, and like we said earlier, though, it's still taboo a lot of the times for us to go seek a therapist to let that to open that door of seeing what have you seen and so I mean like the PTSD thing I completely get where you're coming from because like the uh, I was saying that room gets filled to capacity and how how does it how does it come out because it's coming out one way or another you're just not gonna have control over which is gonna make it ten times worse mm-hmm. yeah, yeah big facts all of those people who are interested in jobs or working for yourself or whatever pay attention to because this is a lane that will be opening up. Very much so in the next few years, you know, mental health, meditation, become a licensed therapist, do do your thing right now, put the work in now so you mm-hmm. can reap the benefits, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, man, for a lot of us who have probably had those experiences, we probably will make some of the best counselors if we if we seek the therapy we need. Cause I don't like people that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, so I mean, like, for the ones of us who might have seen some of some things, like you saying, like the dead bodies, and I, I don't know, you didn't have some, you talking about some real stuff before, so maybe that's you. But I think some of us who have been traumatized, once we come through that door, man, what? then we might be the ones that, that are able to best assist the, the next person, kind of like you know, alcoholic reaching out to another alcoholic, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. I don't know. That's I really think that fool has a big role though, because I was molested at like two, four, middle school, you know, and I never, not one, 
time, like, considered being something other than my right. natural gender. Do That's you, just me, though. Do when you I'm, feel as if you had somebody or something no, in your I life uh, nah. that kept you afloat? Nah. I didn't I didn't really have that masculine... Let me not. Not a not a man. Not not a man. I don't want to throw shade at nobody on that. Not a man, but do you feel like you had a support? Uh, nah. I mean, I had a f- family. Yeah, I mean, like, but any- it wasn't support like to that degree. Like, yeah. I would never bring that up. I ain't start. I didn't even admit to something like that till I was like eighteen. Because I don't want to put your what I know about you as far as like who I know you're close with. Because I know between your parents, which one you're close with. Yeah, well, we both co- cool now. Yeah, I took his landmark for him, and I hit my dad up there, and then he was like, "Yeah, I love you, bro." I was like, "I love you, dad." Apologize for well, being well, an asshole. Me. I guess which one I was, has been there consistently for you throughout the years. I ain't, okay, not because yeah, yeah. you ain't never came across, across as like passive aggressive towards your pops for not being there. You, you just had a dad. It was like that for a minute, but we cleared that up. We Gucci. For sure. But do you feel like you having your mother there as a strong support <clears throat> helped you be able to navigate? Like, even though you ain't tell her about it, but you still had her to kind of, like, give you support just in being yourself. You feel this like- was some love, yeah, probably. But, I mean, I was like an instance versus, like, a lifestyle with somebody giving me that type of vibration. Because I, 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 got a, I got a good friend of mine who definitely was molested by a lot of family members at a young age. Good, yeah. cl- good friend. And, um... He definitely, you know, is uh, he's gay and what he, was his diet like when he was younger? I, that I have no clue about. I have no clue as to what his diet was. We and, wasn't and, vegan, and, but we wasn't and, big on soy neither. And I say I I put it out there too that he will be the first to say that he felt like he was born into that 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 space. He felt like Zion, uh, D Wade's son. He felt like he knew that his whole life. And um, his name is Zaire. Zaire, excuse me. Or her name is Zaire. I want to be respectful. Because her I'm, name is Zaya. Zaya. And again, none of this his is disrespect. His name was Zaire. Now and her was, name is Zaya. Oh, oh, that's wow. Okay. And none of his, you know, like I'm, I'm just, I'm 36 and I'm trying to keep up. God with the times. damn! <laughs> it's like a five year between all of us. Five years. Boop, boop, boop. Sheesh. 31, 36, about to be 40. So that'll be you, 51, 61. And that is Renaissance's math right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Austin. And I'm actually 35. I just like to say 36 to get warmed up to it. <laughs> I'm about to say, yeah, shut up, bro. Your birthday is like two months. Yeah. I've been saying it for like three months now. I'm like, I'm 36 <laughs> years old because I'm not 35 anymore. But, uh, yeah, my fr- my friend definitely, and it's uh, weird because we had that kind of, I would like to revisit it one one day because he was the first person I ever heard say that he was born, um, and knowing when he got to a certain age that his sexuality was like predetermined, and um, that might have to be a, a, a episode in the future because it's three hetero, four heterosexual males, and you yes. might have him come or something, or have someone or come and yeah. maybe because again, everybody's life, everybody's situation is unique. Yeah, right. If if you could get somebody up here who is, who can articulate well, yeah, that thought process, and I'm, I'm mean that like, uh, and I'm kind of like us in the sense where I, I felt like it was a man. I don't want to make it sound negative, but I was, it made it easier for me, I should say, because I always had one way of thinking when it came to that, and like it never mm-hmm. really deviated. And I felt like it made my life just like at this point when I'm older now, I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't have to go through certain battles because I ain't never really, you know, my mind was never in that, that particular mm-hmm. realm of things. Mm-hmm. And I, that is crazy to me to like, I know, I know, I know the whole episode when intended on being around um, Zaya, but it's just funny how like I couldn't imagine making that decision at the age the more we even just kind of oh, explored this, man. man. I just couldn't imagine it now that I think about it. Like, I wasn't even thinking about sex at 12 i was thinking about girls i had crushes on girls and stuff like that but it was like boobies yeah you know what i'm saying it was like real innocent like i'm about to sneak my dad's playboy downstairs (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, and check out these nice scrambled cinemax (laughs) (laughs) about to go back and forth to the channel so i can see it yeah eight seconds eight seconds yeah like about looking through that them blurry lines there's a boobie oh my god no, it's an elbow. <laughs> That's, an elbow. <laughs> That's a belly button. <laughs> ah, man. But at that age, bro, I was like, like, 
hating school or yeah. thinking about playing basketball when I got out of school with my friends. Sex or what I identified as yeah. was never thought of and has never been thought of. And, uh, you know, it's funny. The guys I did know having, because I knew guys, I knew people having babies at that age. And they were like people, cause it, and it's all kind of like is becoming, it's coming full circle. But this this all, high school? I knew people who were having babies in thir- at 13. 13? Okay, yeah. cool, cool. But they were hyper-masculine, uh, hyper-masculine dudes a lot of the times, or women who were overly sexualized at a young age, mm-hmm. the ones, and it was, you know, like, I'm not trying to, if, I'm not calling anybody out, and I'm not saying that I'm facts, but it was the girls wearing the short skirts, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it was the dudes who, who was, like, beating everybody up and was in and out of juvie. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, and you know, every now and again, it'd be a good guy, you know, just a, who like decided to get it in. But for the most part, the, the cats I know who are having babies at a young age, and much like the whole uh, conversation piece of not knowing that's just who you are sexually, they damn sure didn't know who they wanted to be as a parent. <laughs> you know, like they didn't have a clue as to who they were. They kind of just were like in this space to where like they felt like that was a thing. And that, damn, that, you know, this is all come up. But it was the societal pressure, you know what I mean? You know, that's the only reason I was really looking at boobies because my older cousins was looking at the boobies. You know, <laughs> I was looking at the boobies because I wanted to look at boobies. <laughs> Nobody had to pressure me into that, bro. Yeah. I didn't get pressured like, into it. Oh but. man, I really like the female shape. Look it, at man, that. geometry, bro. Bro, it's natural. Oh my god, yeah. I just think there were other things that could have occupied my attention more than than like. Me being buns. a little buns. It ain't you know, really funny unless you got the buns, huh? Oh, he is for real. Facts right there. Really? I'm just saying. Sir makes a lot, bro. That's the song. I thought I made that up. That was the song. I remember. Uh, it was just, that, was, that was baby. T- time out. Oh, time out. Yeah. Time out. I no. Where's that damn bell? Here you go. And and technically speaking, the line is my anaconda don't want none unless you ain't got buns. Hold on. Hold on. So I switched it up. Hold on, Dave. Okay. You just, oh no, you just. You're telling off. me, wait, time out. You're telling me you never heard. I have, and I heard the that, Nicki Minaj remix. And you and thought you yeah. made oh, it up. Okay. I forgot, bro. <laughs> hey, man. I cannot. I didn't say Anaconda. We can never uh, trust anything I says yeah. moving forward. Uh, he just he just plagiarized. One of the most popular songs hey. in the last thirty years. Hey, come on, man! Like grandmas have like jazzercise classes and hip hop classes. <laughs> My baby, like what are you talking about? <laughs> Dog, I would love to pay to go see that, bro. Sir Mixlot, don't come for us. Please right. don't come for us. Hey. Oh, Sir Mixlot is making nice bank on that song, bro. I, well, so hey, he's being used in commercials now. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's in movies. But also, I guess I guess here's the thing though, and because like I've always said, and I guess I guess here's my frame of reference. Because it does, it gets bad. Like I don't necessarily know that I believe in kids going to college at eighteen, because I don't think at eighteen you have your shit together enough to know oh, what you want to be doing to make true to truly be Man. making decisions that impact the rest of your life. Yep. So at twelve, no, I don't necessarily believe that you are fully informed enough to be making decisions that will impact the rest of your life. The rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, when your major two influences outside of your parents are Facebook and Instagram, yep. then like you are definitely getting the oddest Snapchat of life mm-hmm. that it's, you could possibly get because you're getting whatever shows up the Instagram thing is popular in the moment. And that, again, not to keep beating a dead horse or going at Zaire or Zaya, but his mom spoke out about the whole situation. And she was like, it's definitely the influences around him mm-hmm. when he was living with me full time or whatever the case may have been where however their setup was he didn't display any of this so there's a there's a lot to unpack with that type cool. of uh, they said he nine he's 12 12 yeah and, but oh, okay. i can imagine that having that access to that type of wealth puts you in a lot of unique spaces as a 12 year old you know what i mean like oh, yeah. you're gonna be seeing things and Living a life that a lot of us would never really understand, um, but I can I do again, and I, I I'll shout out D Wade because I understand that that would be a very complex situation to walk through. You know what I mean? Like it's not like a, a black or white thing. It definitely is a lot to try to yeah. unpack. Mm-hmm. And he doing it like when it hasn't been done, like when a lot of people in the public haven't not on gone through that process. Right. right, 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 right. Not on this level. And one thing Dave talked about that I I I had is. I put 
Let me make sure I put it in here because Dave, I don't want to take credit for it. Let me make sure. <laughs> Stigma. Did I put college. I put college in there. You definitely put college yes. in there. Because the stigma of not going to college is such fucking bullshit to me. It is so stupid. And like that's having multiple degrees and on the government all this money now. It's like I can't believe I paid for all that shit. The richest people don't even got no college degree. Boy, I was just about to say that. Well, you said it too slow. And it's not Bill Gates uh dropped out of college at nineteen, from what I hear. And and, and everybody ain't gonna be Bill Gates. Kanye right, so that's, that's yeah, I, 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 that's I, like the I get point when people throw that out there. But that is such a statistical anomaly. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. And the the other part that people always forget is, oh, you know, yeah, oh, they built that company in their garage. Yeah, when mom and dad gave them $350,000 back in the late 70s when that was like a million and a half dollars to go ahead and do it. They definitely got off. I'm just saying. (laughs) He definitely got off on the right foot in life. But I say I'm looking at it from a couple of perspectives. One is, like he's saying, when you're 18 – you don't know what you want to do with your life for the most part. And what I wanted to do was get fried as soon as I like as soon as I was like comfortable drinking, smoking, <laughs> and like doing other, you know, things I should have been doing. That was 110% the priority in my first two years in school, three, four years in school, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. like living that life and burning out. Mm-hmm. And then once I burned out and had fifty thousand dollars in debt, then I was like, you know what? I need to get a diploma. <laughs> <laughs> It was like that's the that's just how it goes, but the that is I can't be this broke and not have a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, but the but the you feel forced to go to college. You feel like if you don't go to college, you're wasting your life, you know. And um, it's funny because they they took all the trades out of schools, so you can't learn any type of trade now. You can't. I don't know what trades are really even available. It was this place called it was a, voc, a vocational school called Metro that you can go to. That I went to for culinary, but you can learn on cars. You can learn, you know, elect- uh, uh, electric, become an electrician, so to speak. <laughs> hey, so hey bro, shout out! I was chopping up sausages. You can learn. Hey. Actually, a lot of places, like the whole trade <laughs> thing, is really starting to make a comeback because, of uh, the- which is good to see. Because yeah. you look at the electrician's <laughs> guilds that have nobody. You know, the the average. I've got a buddy of mine who's like the head of the electrician's guild over on the east side. He's like, dude, he's like, the average age is 50. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's nobody signing up to be an electrician. Mm-hmm. He's like, we have 500 open gigs mm-hmm. right now Man. that start at like 25 bucks an hour. Yep. Yeah. Young people, do you hear this? Yeah. yeah. The money's there. The money's there. You just got to, and like, a lot look, of trade schools, not to, again, interrupt you. Boo, you you're, right, you're, you. Right, you're right. You're right. You're uh, right. Just make it fast. A lot of them are like, you, you don't have to go four years. You're like, a couple years and you. Or you, can, go, or, or you can do like a journeyman type deal where you learn it you can on the apprentice, job. Yeah. Like the apprenticeships, absolutely. And that's yep. that's a big thing. That's even in the IT industry now yep. where like they don't – places don't really care if you have a degree or not. Like a lot of places like Detroit Labs, um, CBI and some of the other companies that are down here. If you've got a brain and can get through like, – so like Detroit Labs Factor, I think it starts this well, – tomorrow actually. Their new apprentice round where like do they bring you in and if it takes you – Three months or six months to get through it. If you get through it, there's like an eighty, ninety, hundred thousand dollar a year job waiting for you, and they pay you while you're an apprentice. Mm-mm-mm. And how many people know about that? Not, not many. That's the first time I heard about that. Uh, yeah, that's the first time I heard about it too. Well, well, I'm so I work as a consultant for this thing. This grocery store was opening up, and we were looking for people to actually help build, like electricians, all these different things inside the city, and. One thing I learned about Detroit is we actually bring in outside resources because we don't have a pool of qualified candidates and these basic trade skills. So, like, it's different grant funding that you can get inside the city if you're using Detroit employees. But, but because so few people inside the city have these different sets of skills, you have to go to the burbs to pick somebody up to put them in to, to have them work on these different projects, man. And the sad reality is talk to anybody who's doing construction gigs and stuff like that down here. They just factor the fines into it. They factor the fines into their bid because they know they're not going to find. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've got to have at least X percentage of, Uh you know, have to be Detroit City residents. They know they're not going to meet it, so they just build the fine into their bid. That's crazy. Mm -mm -mm. There's a bag out there for y'all, for the young cats, 17, 18, 19. So what we're trying to say is college, you know, there's other alternatives 
as opposed to college, especially if you're not interested in be learning about theory or the history of religion. Like if you want to go to school to find something, a way to make money, there are plenty of alternatives. But I definitely grew up in that day and age. I, I had homies around me like, we're all going to these prestigious universities. And I was like, man, if I don't go to a university, then I am stupid. You know what I mean? Bruh. And I followed behind these fools who had these lifelong passions of being a writer or a lawyer. And I went to school to see if I could drink a whole gallon of beer <laughs> within one gulp, you know, you know, and uh, my liver and kidneys are uh, mad at me ever since. All right. Um, well, milk thistle and dandelion. What does that, what that do for me? That's for your liver. That'll help detox and regenerate. Look at that good set. And then man. for your kidneys, you're going to have to hit me up because I done had a brother come off of dialysis. And mm. now he's jumping around like a teenager and I can't drop all my juice. Uh oh. Off on the podcast. Uh-oh. Y'all going to have to hit me up. Well, I respect that, man. You didn't read yeah. all them books and learn I'll all that. I'll tell you off air. Oh, okay. Because you big bro. All I right. was just talking about for the masses. This is a rap. Oh, you got to well. drop that high 250, baby. And it might go up to the five ball before the end of the year. You're trying to get yourself y'all. right. You definitely want to see Isa Bay on yep. that holistic uh, tip. Um, all right, guys. We normally would do a lot of things, but Isa was hella late to this meeting today. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just drip this one thing in there real quick? Go ahead and drip we brought it up mental health, yes. and we're talking about all these jobs. And I never heard of that before. Why? Because our attention is glued into certain places. And mm-hmm. it's like it was like that when we were born. Mm-hmm. You know, they just milk and suck our attention up into different places while other people are getting educated and prompted to do certain things. Mm-hmm. But um, that plays a big role for those of us who want to see a shift in mental health and do something about it. Yeah, we need more leaders and entrepreneurs in those areas, but we also need to create and initiate different vehicles and mediums mm-hmm. that put our attention on those things that are going to benefit us short and long term. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just my little two cents on. Our, I just want to squeeze in real quick. Well, that's cool. Why don't you go ahead and hit us with a little astrology um, so we can wrap this up? Astrology. Hey, bro. Arkansas. Yeah, he, actually, he actually said <laughs> he actually said astrology. Pretty I, good. I know. I know. Yeah. Just, oh, my God. It's a little low blow. But anyways, we are in Pisces, which what, is hey, actually hey, a kill's hey, lane. What 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 season are we in again? Please. Pi C's. Oh. Spelled P I E S C E S. What is this? So right, sir. Pisces seasons is what the star constellation that it refers to your birth month, right? Huh? In Pisces, isn't that what it is? I'm, I don't know. Pisces is two fishes, two fish swimming in uh, opposite directions. No, he's saying when does the season start? February 19th in, in, to in, March 21st. Yeah, like, to March 21st. Because y'all going to have to or break 20. down. We're going to have to have a ah, slight. So, right. so it's all based on where the constellations were 3,000 years ago, which is not where they are today, but we can have that conversation another day, too. Ooh, Dave, thanks for having <laughs> in. Thank you for having <laughs> in there, Whoa, baby. I'm going to love that day. <laughs> oh, I'm going to love that conversation. So it's all different types of astrology. You got Egyptian astrology. Yep. You got Western, Chinese, all this is all different types of stuff in there. What, you know? uh, what, 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 what However, what do you subscribe to? The original blueprint for all of them is a circle and a spin, you know, orientation, electromagnetic field, whatever people want to refer to it as. And the thing is, the the movement is uh, pretty solid, and you can stand on it. But as far as our interpretation of what's there, that varies, you know. Year after year, shoot, day after day, you know, because we we spinning around the sun as moving around another star. So, yeah, things going to change. But as far as like the way to play basketball is still the same basic blueprint from back in the day, even mm-hmm. though they might have changed the rules up a little bit. That might have been a very poor analogy for this little I mean, small we new, squeeze. We have a new moon now. Yeah. So every time a, a new moon or a, a new moon inside of Pisces. No, there's like a like a new the moon. Earth captured. Another moon. Another moon. Is what like did this happen? Yeah. It, like two days ago. Dave, we were just talking about it last night. You are shitting me I'm right now. need some verification for that. I'm about to say moon two no, is it's, new to it's, me. It's an asteroid. They call it, what do they call it? A, um, a, a captured trajectory. Ah, I get what you're okay, saying. Okay, so okay. this is, so we have something else that's caught in our gravitational field that's rotating around. Yes. Like a yeah. and, they, and they said it's, and it's probably not going to be here forever because they said it's, you know, it's, but it's going to be here for a while because it's, it's trapped, it's trapped in the Earth's gravitational orbit. I'm trying to go to that. But eventually it's going to do the whole slingshot thing and, and be whipped away. But it'll be here for a while. But like right now, we have a second moon. Or it could do the opposite of slingshot thing and come come visit us. Let's let's hope not. (laughs) So when when it comes to astrology, we have to be very very careful and mindful about what we project into society. Because not too long ago, they were saying Pluto wasn't a planet and all types of stuff like that. You know, Obama was talking about change, change, change. That's the actual energy associated with Pluto. 
So you got different agendas that actually affect people's subconscious mind and their psychology without them even knowing it, especially if they're not privy to astrological terms or studies, et cetera, et cetera. You Are know, you taking shots at Obama right now? No, 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 no. Yeah. What I'm saying, what I'm saying what is that saying. when he was pumping change, change, change as far as his campaign slogan or word, there were other individuals who didn't want to see him in that position or succeed, and they were telling them, "Yeah, Pluto's not a planet." Like no. subconsciously, you know, nullifying or neutral- neutralizing the effects of change. Oh, okay, you know. Not so, that I'm the biggest Obama fan, but a, I definitely that would be more man. so Akil's lane with the metaphysical. Uh, a coat. Bomb. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, thank Bomb. you. Yeah. Thank you. So, he I had time to Google it. Oh, bro. You're going to break a station. <laughs> I kill over here breaking mics and stuff. So, you saying about yeah. the Pisces real yeah, quick before we head about it? So, Pisces uh, on the Western Hemisphere is typically associated with the feet. Who wants to be the feet? Nobody. This is why Pisces is usually privy with certain capabilities that the average person is not. Especially when it comes to intuition, imagination, and different, you know, spiritual jewels or whatever. But anyways, back in the day, before we were, you know, in human form, Pisces, you know, just humbled themselves. I will. Okay. So they got that association. Every so-called zodiac sign has an association with a body part level on the Western Hemisphere. But in ancient times... In ancient times, we actually associated them with bodily systems. So you say an kill is a pair of feet. Well, I'm saying that a, I'm saying that Pisces are so cute, so much of the they had that humanitarian. <laughs> no, I'm saying they got that humanitarian spirit so tight that they went and did something or went, you know, and uh, took care of a responsibility that nobody else wanted to. Right. Like it's a janitor right. who wanted to clean the bathrooms, nobody wants to, but it but has to get some, done. Yeah, you know. It's all right. You're speaking way over Booze's head right now. It's okay. But then for <laughs> something that he can pick up or the average person can pick up, it is also associated with the skin or the integumentary system. And this is actually, if we keep it real, this is the layer that separates the end from the outside of the body. As within, so without. You know, once you tear that skin off, you're dealing with meat, blood, skeletal system, veins, lymphatic, all that, you know, mm-hmm. you got under there. So it's, it's really like a veil sign you know because after the next is what aries brand new things again so death will be you know more so scorpio and then you got the the plants the uh the impregnation season with the soil capricorn by the time you get the pisces you kind of like just pulling the blindfold off and really seeing things for how they really are oh my god i can't wait till we get the tourist season you keep why you make tourist feet sound so eloquent Good huh? God, I can't wait. <laughs> well, tourist season, people be hating on tourists sometimes and make them seem boring. Tourists corresponds with the endocrine system. So everybody hyping their head, head up about chakras and don't know what the hell they talking about. That's tourists all day, the endocrine oh, system. I can't wait. Pineal, pituitary, season. hypothalamus, thyroid, and thymus. I'm the neck. I know that from us for this. as well. So what we're saying here is that in the Western, on the Western Hemisphere, they will associate you with just the neck. But in, in real, you know, substantial astrological bio astrology or astrobiology whatever term you want to use you would correspond with the actual system that takes spirit or consciousness and makes it physical you the door you the you bridge don't hey, realize hey, hey, i am just hey. trying to be better than a kill being hey. a pair of feet okay hey. Hey, you do, you're right. doing it right now bro right. hey sorry for yapping right. i get a little bunny man calm down this. down that way get your bell ding 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 Tory season is a couple months away. I know. No one cares right now. Uh, Shut it up. My, my <laughs> astrology teacher, my esoteric astrology teacher when I was younger did say, I don't really care for this because I like Leo, but he did say word for word Pisces is God for every sign because he done went through all the different Who is this phases. man? His name is Dr. Minister Saladin. Is he a Pisces? That sounds like He's a Scorpio. I must find yeah. one. All right, guys. This is uh, <laughs> the last episode of the High Vibe Guys. <laughs> Apparently, it's the High Vibe Pisces stuff. All right. <laughs> God. Uh, All right. We doing appreciations before we wrap this? We got to wrap joint, it up, up. fast. Uh, you, you guys can do some, and then I, I will not because we got to talk to Dave afterwards, see if we can squeeze a quick one in afterwards. Okay. okay. Pause. Hey, bro. <clears throat> we just talked Big about that. You want to talk about the four members of the House of Representatives that voted against the lynching bill. We gonna do that on the next episode. I know. I'm just. I'm, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah, four of them. That's a that's an episode. Segue. Four of them. Damn, that's an episode. Let me do the kill and Google this real quick. <laughs> What's up? What song? are you guys talking about? Quick appreciations. I watch TV appreciations. I would like to appreciate all of the 
genuine real elders not to be confused with old crusty people that just be sitting on the couch eating potato chips talking about what the youth are doing wrong and complaining i want to give a shout out and appreciate all of the real individuals who've been here for a minute and are actually doing something to create a bridge between the youth and the elders and also they're doing something that is uh substantial enough to be carried on the next few years next generations so shout out to all of those people baba kabaka mama and gia who actually is the reason why we have you know noel night y'all brought that up earlier oh wow she'd be yeah she'd be holding it down but um baba malik yakini from d-town farms bo, bo. yeah individuals like that man i really appreciate y'all baba doing what y'all doing baba kalinde bro you can't you can't say his name on the level with everybody else because he like more so wow like heavenly and ancient and i hope the other Babas and Mamas. They already know this. what's up. What you mean? It's Baba Kalinde, bro. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I know personally at yeah. least four women who said something about seeing him in a dream. You know, from a moving yeah. about on the astral let's, plane, like he on another said, level, bro. All right, we got to we got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. I get it. Good. Real quick, I've heard crazy stories about Baba Kalinde. Man, my first class with him Crazy. he was like rip his jaws off and go to the next man <laughs> and yeah just just be ready for this i'm like what the fuck and by the way right. baba kalinda is a, a martial arts instructor so that just doesn't matter no way. <laughs> no, he's, more he's than the that. instructor he's more of that. the instructors he's got magazines he were a while with it i personally think he would have broke bruce lee in half you know had yeah, they went wow. you know toe to toe he's special and i like um, bruce lee real fast appreciate my uh mom because it's my mom and she's freaking awesome. And Booze is giving me to hurry this shit up. Look, no, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah okay. Yeah. Got, that's why, Ma, I love you. I'm gonna I'm give you your flowers when I see you. Your verbal flowers when I see you. But uh, we got a deadline, and Booze is a very angry man. Okay. Mama, but I yeah, love you. My mama. P.O.P. Hold it down. Hold it down. All right, guys. This was episode five of the High Vibe, guys. Thank you for also tuning in. And we will be back soon with episode six. Where's, Peace. Where's your appreciation? Oh, I, okay. Real quick. Um, walking in, man. Too late. I, oh, man. He'll <laughs> <laughs> speed me through mine, uh, and then he going to go through a die drop. <laughs> yes, so uh, uh, when I was no, four, well, uh, shut up. <laughs> I would like to uh, just show respect to all the people out there who struggling on the streets today. Walking in, it was cold. Went up to the liquor store to get some water, and like this dude had on like some shorts. And like you know, I know he going through some things because he had on shorts and like a long coat. But all to say, all the people out there on the street struggling right now, all the people who uh, who who's just making it day to day, um, we respect and love y'all too. So my appreciation goes to y'all because y'all at some point it's impacted my life one way one way or another, and uh, y'all deserve to be loved too. All right. But again, that was the high vibe. That's right, so what you got. Nothing. Peace. P.S. Nothing. All right. High vibe, guys. Got a lot peace. Of peace. All peace. right. Peace. Bye.